0: Welcome again to another episode of En La Mesa with Café con Leche Nerd. My name is Beatriz Valenzuela and today we're here talking with Gloria Alva, the manager of a shop called Quest, a local comic book shop here in Redlands, California. Hey Gloria, how you doing?
1: I'm doing fine, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so today we are going to be talking about something that I love, which is uh, Latino folklore. Because mm-hmm. I love Halloween. I love all these like monster things and themes that I'm starting to see spring up in a lot of comic books. Um, like uh, Border Town is a good one. Mm-hmm. You've got all these monsters that are coming over from their realm into uh, Arizona. And Phantasmagoria, yeah. which is great. It's set in a, uh, it's, it's sort of like a Latino, Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. which is totally awesome. And um, you've got some thoughts about some
1: of the um, folklore that you've come yeah. across. Well, there's uh, just also as well, another comic that's been out recently that kind of involves Mexican folklore is called Coyotes. It's an image comic. I've only read the first arc, but I haven't finished, but it's pretty interesting. Oh. It's like. Just also another book out there. What do they talk about? They're talking about, it's more of like werewolves. So that's kind of what oh they're my. dealing with, but it's also with like witches as well. So it's, it's, the art's really cool and it's, awesome. it's more focused on women. So I kind of appreciate that because usually most of the times it's like dudes everywhere. But yeah. This is a story that focuses on a group of women kind of that's overpowering cool. this thing. Uh, that kind of reminds me of
0: Juke uh, Joint. I don't know if you picked it up. but I it, grabbed it. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it, it also focuses on a group of women, uh, vampires, but there's also this element of, of witchcraft, of more Caribbean. Like uh, voodoo and voodoo. Right. Exactly. So it's really awesome to see all of this cultural stuff come mm-hmm. up. So it's really great. I was super excited when you told me about the La Llorona Mm -hmm. um, arc in Batwoman. Did you like it? I did. I really did like it. Uh, You could really tell that uh, the writers took care Mm -hmm. and didn't turn it into... I mean, I had a couple of little you know reservations about it you know like why is the latina the neglectful mother okay. but you know but you know i think that they treated it with a lot of respect i think mm-hmm. they re- they treated the legend with a lot of
1: respect which i I really appreciate. Now, that Batwoman series is really good. I feel like it kind of gets overlooked because people are like, Batwoman? Who cares about Batwoman? But then, like, Mm -hmm. I remember reading it for the first time and being like, this is pretty dope. So I Mm -hmm. I liked Batwoman. I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: I did. And then for those of you who do not know it, the name of that is uh, Hydrology. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you haven't picked it up, run down to your local comic book shop or to a shop called Quest. Uh, well, That's where I got my copy, and I want to go get volume two because yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait, no, it, I, I need more.
1: That's <laughs> so, how it always is with volume ones. You're like, oh, this is so good, and then you finish. You're like, oh, my God, like wait, what happens next? And then, <laughs> yeah, you just get sucked in. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I, I really love that. And
0: um, kind of going back to Border Town, mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts of – of the books, and right now there have only been two volumes mm-hmm. out. But my favorite is that splash page that gorgeous splash page where, um, the god of the underworld mm-hmm. is sending everyone after the little, you know, the little chupacabra, <laughs> and he's got la llorona, and el cucuy, and el silbon, and all these other, and they're not just Mexican mm-hmm. because. Uh, el, los Duendes, these are uh, mythical and folklore creatures from all over, all over yeah. Latin America. So that's what really kind of pushed me to try to do something about the folklore in comics.
1: Um, but you had one that you wanted to talk about. No, yeah, I wanted to talk about because at first when you had told me about like, oh, let's do Mexican folklore in comics. I'm like, crap, I can't think of anything. But then <laughs> my favorite of all time, like, comic series is Hellboy. And I was like, how could I not think of Hellboy in Mexico? Because right. it's just the, there's a time in, like, Hellboy's life where he, he goes down to Mexico, he's sent there to kind of, like, deal with some stuff because, like, the basic premise of Hellboy is, like, he works for a, like, a department for the government called the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense. And what they do is, like, they go out and deal with, like, supernatural type of occurrences that happen in the world and they kind of clean it up so he sent to Mexico because there's something going on and I love Hellboy just in general because the creator Mike Mignola takes folklore from all over the world like mm-hmm. Russia, Asia, South America, just North America like all over the place and he makes it work in one universe mm-hmm. and like I've I've always loved myths, legends, folklore like I've always loved that stuff and for it all to work in one universe it's it's so cool and like in Hellboy Mexico not just like so some of the stories touch on like Mayan it's most mostly Mayan uh, Mayan mythology and but like when it comes to the artwork part of it there you see that there's inspiration from like Aztec like Aztec Mayan and even Inca like you see that stuff in in the artwork and I just I love that because you also have artists like Richard Corbin, Fabio Moon, Gabriel ba like, they're, they're all involved, and they're such great artists, mm-hmm. so seeing them involved in these stories, because this one, as far as, like, what it touches on, it's mainly, I want to say, like, one of the, I guess, a Mayan bat god, that's what he's known as, Kamazotz. he's,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's one of, like, the main villains, and it's just, the artwork for it is so, like, it's beautiful, because you see, like just the way he's portrayed as like a huge bat god first he's a luchador and then like he transforms into what like what he truly is is like a huge bat god and it's just so cool and it's i don't know hellboy is always so close to my heart (laughs) and the art really
0: is gorgeous and it's it's beautiful oh i I love this luchador poster Mm -hmm. (laughs) that they have of him yeah because
1: the the first story if you were to get the trade paperback, it's hellboy in mexico and it collects, like, when Hellboy goes to Mexico, he's gone for, like, a couple years, and he's just out there drinking, and it's, like, (laughs) a time of his life that is just kind of gone, and it's mainly because he goes down there to take care of stuff, but then he meets his three brothers who are luchadores, and they have a vision from the Virgin Mary that's, like, you guys need to stop wrestling, you kill all these, like, demons that are coming out, because it's, like, the, all of, like, the towns in Mexico are being taken over by the dead and witches and stuff, so the brothers, oh, wow. yeah, so the brothers, they go. And yeah, they and they start, when La
0: Virgen tells you to do something, you know, you do what she says. No, yeah, so they,
1: they go, and they start taking care of business, and Hellboy joins them, and then one night, one of the brothers wanders off, and he sees the devil, and then he's taken, and Hellboy has to, like, fight him at the, like, they go in, like, a as you could see, like, they go into a, a wrestling ring, and they, they're fighting, and he takes him down, and then after that, everything's fine. But the rest of it is like Hellboy is just like, well, that's really depressing because he was like my best <laughs> friend, and he just goes into a drunken just coma.
0: What's really interesting about that is when you say, you know, one of the one of the brothers goes out and he sees the devil. I don't know about you, but growing up, that was just such the threat. You know, the devil's gonna get you. You know, and it's like when you think, and it goes back to the folklore as well. You and mm-hmm. I were talking about it. If you sit and think about the stories that we were told as kids, how screwed up they were.
1: No, that's why I, this is like my mom, like now, because she's she's a a, change, a Christian woman. She like, she, I tell them like, mom, you said that if I was singing with my mouth full, I'm singing to the devil. Like, what does this mean? She's like, I can't believe I said that. I'm like, this is what I grew up with. Was it that much of a problem singing at the dinner table? It's just so
0: funny that we have all these little nuances. Um, beliefs and and cultural things but yeah uh, what was really I, I think one of the reasons that La Llorona really really spoke to me growing up is that for most of my young life we've always lived near water mm-hmm. so and, and for those of you who don't know that the story of La Llorona she uh, was a woman who uh, found out that she her husband was cheating or was going to leave her and so in a fit of, of jealous of rage she took her children down to the river and she drowned them. When she realized what she did, she then killed herself, mm-hmm. uh, which sort of made her doubly cursed because you, you don't kill someone, especially not your children, but then you don't kill yourself. So then she was cursed to wander, you know, the earth, crying, crying <laughs> and looking for her children. And if you were out at after bedtime mm-hmm. and you, you, and if you heard her, that was You're it. Done. That's the last <laughs> thing you heard. And I remember, you know, being told, come inside the house so the Yorana's going to get you, you know, or the, the, the other one. The Kukui's going to get you. Or the man with the sack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which always, always sort of brought back these these thoughts of cartoons, you know, with, like, the robbers and just a bunch of kids and, and like, some evil Santa Claus, uh, Krumpus-type character. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you have any other... Um,
1: Connections with some of those kinds of stories from when you were growing up? So, my mom would like, I think I told you before that my mom had mentioned uh, La Llorona to me. And so, she never, besides like all the devil stuff that she would tell me, that it's like, oh, you're doing this, it's for the devil. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, there was a lot of that. But I think it was because I had asked her about La Llorona. Because you see, you see that story told kind of here, but it's not presented as La Llorona. It's just something as like, oh, this woman murdered her children. But it all came from that. So, it's, like, she, I remember she told me about that before, but I was always just the devil. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was was never about the kukui, because she, I remember she had told me about that, too, but, like, I've always had a weird fascination with, like, the supernatural stuff and the occult, so I think that she knew that that didn't really scare me, but the devil did, because we were raised very Catholic and... Mm -hmm. Went to church all the time, so that's that's kind of what I mainly was always threatened with. Yeah, that. <laughs> that, Yeah, that was
0: that was always super scary when I was growing up. Um, it, uh, if we could, I kind of want to talk a little bit about. We touched on it was Phantasmagoria mm-hmm. which I loved it, and I think it's a great book to pick uh, pick up for people who maybe don't have the patience to wait a month to Mm -hmm. see what happens next. You know, maybe some people wait for the trade, but this is an awesome way to get three complete stories with amazing art and great stories in one shot about some scary, spooky, you
1: know, folklore stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you picked it up already? I didn't get a chance. I flipped through it because I remember I ordered the copy and I, I flipped through and I was like, what the heck is this? This looks really dope because it looks, it the way it's presented is just like classic Tales from the Crypt. Like, even the cover and you flip through it and you're like, okay, these are short stories. And I, like, I really appreciate one-shots because, yeah, you get those people who, like, they can't get monthly books or mm-hmm. it's like they they walk in and they want to get something quick to read and they don't want to buy a trade but the one-shots, like, that's a perfect way to, to show people comics and to get them into something that's really cool. And also Phantasmagoria is really unique. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciate that because I have gotten a lot of people asking like, oh, do you have any comics like with Mexicans or anything related? And it sucks having to tell them, Oh, no, not really. It really sucks.
0: <laughs> I appreciate everything that is currently happening, you mm-hmm. know, especially with... Um, Black Panther Mm -hmm. and seeing all these people of color starting to be recognized, but I know that um, in talking to people, it's still really hard to come up with Mexican superheroes. They're out there, um, or even just Latino superheroes. Mm -hmm. They are out there, but the difficulty is, is most of them are not very well known um, I think the average person on the street... I've had this conversation with people before, and they say, well, what are you talking about, the Blue Beetle? I said, who knows the Nobody Blue knows. Beetle? I mean, <laughs> I, he's, he's known if you're in the yeah. circle, but he's not a Spider-Man. He mm-hmm. is not a a, a Wonder Woman. He's not, he's not of that... He's not a Hellboy who mm-hmm. is not from the big two, yeah. you know. He's not one of those characters so when you do start to see an America Chavez and Miles Morales mm-hmm. that gets to be really exciting oh, yeah. so to have a book like Phantasmagoria, with the upside down, you know, exclamation point in the title, Mm -hmm. and um, a luchador on the the cover, it's awesome because that is instantly recognizable Mm -hmm. as me. That's me, you know, that's me on those pages. And it's so cool to be able to pick up these books and to say, I see myself in them. The other thing with the folklore that I that I found is there are some cultures and Latino culture especially, mm-hmm. we have this connection to that supernatural realm that others don't. I think in some cultures if you say you're into this folklore or some of these supernatural stories, they're like, Oh, are you into ghosts? And it's it's not necessarily yeah, no, ghosts. it's it's completely different. It's like when Coco came out mm-hmm. A complaint from people from outside of the uh, of of the community was, it was too scary, you know, for little kids because there's skeletons on there. Yeah. But for us, whether you celebrated Day of the Dead by taking offerings to Mm -hmm. the cemetery or not, it wasn't scary because we knew it wasn't zombies and, mm. you know, dead people coming out. No, it was a way to honor our loved ones. So we've, I think Latinos um, and, and other cultures have this really deep connection with the supernatural, with spiritualism, mm-hmm. with so many things like that. So when we see a, a book like Hellboy in Mexico, like Phantasmagoria, like Border Town, mm-hmm. it isn't scary. It,
1: it it's, it's familiar. No, yeah, I completely agree because there's parts in the book that I, when I look at it, and how do I explain this? Like, I, I completely understand a lot of the stuff going on in here. It makes a lot of sense to me, and it's because I do identify with that. Like, uh, a lot of the reactions of the people, like, well, there's a story in here where there's a little girl, and she finds help, and she's like, help, there's a brujo. He, mm. he to- he's getting my uncle's corpse right now. And, like, for me, like, I, I know exactly what she's talking about. I'm like, ooh, I'm interested in, like, the way that people are reacting in the story. They're like, stay away from her. Like yeah. That stay away from that guy I don't know there's it seems that like with like Mexicans and like this the spiritual world like that bridge it's there it's open right kind of like in Cocoa like it's, exactly yeah, it's, it's, it's there and we're open to it and a lot of people think it's just ghosts and like stuff like that but I don't know I think that's that's kind of what I have always appreciated about like my culture
0: yeah in speaking with colleagues of mine one 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 guy in particular, we were talking about. I think we were talking about my my grandfather, and I said, "Oh yeah, I see my grandfather." And he looked at me like, "What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You see with your grandfather? I've seen my grandfather. I have seen people in my house who mm-hmm. don't pay rent. I, you know, well, my brother, <laughs> but you know, um, but people who are not solid, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they they just take it as this weird thing. But when I tell," people who are more receptive to it they're mm-hmm. like oh well that makes sense you know sure you know of course you do you loved your grandfather of course and he loved you you're going to see each other all the mm-hmm. time and I, I think that that is a lovely thing that is being explored right now and I'm excited for that no, you know I'm, I'm excited to see what comes next it, it's, it's not necessarily Border Town the movie but I am so stoked for um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse to be mm-hmm. able to see Miles and hoping that they show a little more of his mom which is the latino side of him you know but i want to be able to see some of that so uh, i appreciate
1: all the things that are coming
0: out right now with the
1: books and stuff for sure like i i see like i feel like recently it's been a lot of like women getting into comic books and now i'm just waiting for the culture too to get in there yeah so it's like all we need is more latina creators and stuff like
0: that that would be so cool and the cool thing is is that we are seeing latina creators in the indie market which i'm sure sure. you've seen that um and of course that's always where um the the people who can't get through the the big doors Mm -hmm. you know they find their own way they make their own windows they so they are out there so for anybody looking for those artists they are out there they're a little harder to
1: find but once you find them it's amazing Mm -hmm. it's so amazing no, yeah. I mean, I just to mention it briefly. Like that's what. Um, that's why I'm kind of excited for more excited for Ie Zine Fest as well because that that's, with Zine Fest, it's artists from all over doing whatever the heck they can with the tiniest budget in the world. So it's like, yeah, you're gonna get. I know I have some Latinas and Latinos coming in, and it's gonna be awesome. Well, tell me a little bit about Ie Zine Fest. Um, hope I, I don't know if we'll get it up in time, but. Let's let's hear a little bit right. about that. Uh, so IE Zine Fest is going to be, we we host it every single year. It's a, This is our seventh annual IE Zine Fest. Um, zines are just kind of a quick explanation. It's a, like a magazine. So it can be anything you want. It could be a small magazine that you make from a single sheet of paper. And it could have poems. It could have art, photography. It's whatever you want it to be. And a lot of us start out, because I'm a creator as well, a lot of us start off like two bucks if you buy it if you make money dope if not I only spent five dollars to make all these things anyway so it's it's just trying to get out there so with this year I'm really excited just because I feel like I got a lot of awesome people coming a lot of awesome vendors and it's just really I I enjoy it because it's like I, I love meeting all these people all these artists and then it's also really cool because the community can see like younger artists even kids they see this in the like hey I can do this too and like I've met plenty of like kids because especially working at the shop like you see a lot of kids uh, the same kids and I, I met a lot of them and they're like I want to make a zine and I'm like do it bring it show me Like that's awesome yeah like I, I want them I want kids and everybody adults to you can all be artists you just gotta do it
0: yeah yeah <laughs> All right, and, and with that, we will wrap up this episode of En La Mesa with Cafe Con Legionnaires. And thank you again, Gloria, for joining us.